Greetings and welcome to Shnaim Mikra. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. I'm delighted to be studying Parashat HaShavua with you through this wonderful vehicle sponsored by the OU, the Orthodox Union, and hosted at OU.org. In this uh, podcast, we will be analyzing the, uh, studying and analyzing a bit of the sixth Aliyah of this week's parasha, Parashat Acharimot, which begins in Parak Yodchet, Pasuk Vav. We've had, we've just finished an introduction, uh, to this next set of laws, which states that we have to avoid behaving like the, uh, Egyptians, whose land we, uh, were in, and like the Canaanim, whose land we're coming to, but rather to follow God's laws, and the connection there is, uh, is made by stating that a person should do these laws and live by them, and of course the association of that the Egyptians on one hand and the Canaanim on the other hand, when we last see them, will be um, quite dead, so that we will live by these laws. And so now we're introduced to the Parsha, which is known as Parshat Arayot, and properly Parshat Arayot, part one. The reason I say that is because at the end of Parshat Achrimot, Seder Achrimot, we have the bulk of this chapter, which will take up this Aliyah and part of the next Aliyah, will be a list of all of the forbidden sexual liaisons, most of which are caused by consanguinity or consanguinity through marriage, as we'll see. In the second half of Parshat Kedoshim, Seder Kedoshim, which we'll look at in the next series, uh, is sort of the mirror of this list, where it talks about the consequences of violating these norms. But here, in this list, it is simply the ban. And that follows a principle, or generates a principle, that we have in halacha, of Ein Onshim Ela Imkein Mazhirin. We do not punish unless we first warn. Therefore, the Torah does not give a consequence unless first there is a prohibition. In Perak Yudchet Pasukvav Ish Ish Akol She'er Besaro, any man, and Chazal learned from Ish Ish that this also extends to non-Jews, Akol She'er Besaro, to any manner of his flesh, Loti Kervu Ligalot Now, Ligalot literally means to uncover nakedness. Uh, it could even be understood as to uncover vulnerability. However, the way that it is understood halachically and textually is to have intimate relations with. So, any, you must not come close to any manner of your flesh to have intimate relations. Again, Ani Adonai, the signature form that we will see throughout this section. And now we get the list. What does it mean? What is She'er Basaro? Hervat Avicha. Now, the nakedness of your father, what does that mean? That means anyone that your father was intimate with, evidently, or means your father's wife. Vervat imacha, the simple read of that would mean your mother, meaning it's directed towards men. Now, important to note that in our understanding of Parshat Arayot, the entire Parsha is directed towards the man. Um, and from one perspective, perhaps, in the uh, context, family context that existed at the time of Matan Torah of the clan, where there was a pater familias, everything sort of emanates or radiates out from him. So it's directed to him, and all the people with whom he may not have relations are are referenced from him. Uh, that does mean that there is not necessarily reciprocity. So, for instance, whereas a uh, woman may not have relations with her nephew, a man may have relations with his niece. 
Interesting to note that the Karaites read this as an issue of reciprocity, and therefore they understood that uh, any relationship that exists, it's reciprocal also, does not exist, and I'll point out along the way where that becomes a very tricky issue and became a very big part of the Karaite rabbinate uh, dispute in the Gonic period and later. But in the meantime, to our text. Uh, ervat avicha, which that means, ervat imacha lo imchahi. So th- it seems to be saying that ervat avicha is imcha. Now not necessarily, but for this, for our purposes, we'll say that that's what it means. Ilotigale ervata, which means ervat avicha could mean somebody married to your father. However, we'll see that there's a separate pasuk, and that's the next one. Ervat esht avicha lotigale. The nakedness of your father's wife, which means if she's not your mother. You may not uncover ervatavichai. Now this does not necessarily mean while your father is married to her. It could mean father divorced her. It could mean father died. Ervat achotcha, the nakedness of your sister. Who's that? Batavicha ovatimecha, whether paternal or maternal. Moledet bayit or moledet chutz, which is a parallel. Whether she's born in the house or born outside. Meaning, is she coming from this family or from another family? Lo tigale ervatan. Both sisters. Both types of sister. Ervat bat pincha ovat pitacha. Your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, lotagale ervatan, and notice it never says your daughter. And that's where a kalva homer comes in and the issue of enon shimin adin. Lotagale ervatan, kirvatcha hena. And a famous, uh, double xerashav of hena hena zima zima is how Rava learns that there is a consequence also for pitcha. Ervat bat eshetavicha. What does that mean? The daughter of your father's wife, which we would call a stepsister. <laughs> if she's born from your father, Now that was already covered under your paternal sister. Ervat, <clears throat> but however, what is this referring to? It's again referring to a regular sister, but as Rashi points out, it teaches you that only if this is a sister through relations that your father really is miuchas to. So if your father, let's say, had relations with a woman who was not Jewish, and she gave birth, that's not halachically your sister. Ervat achot avicha lo Your father's sister, your aunt, she'er avichahi. Why? Because she is the flesh of your father. Ervat achot lo your mother's sister, that's your mother's flesh. That is your father's brother. Not your father's brother is not the issue. Meaning your father's brother's wife. She's considered your aunt. Your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. And again, all of these apply even when they're no longer married. If they ever were married. Because if they are married... There's another issue, which is, of course, adultery. And this one, of course, is very tricky, because it's balanced against the obligation of yibum. If your brother's wife, you may not have relations with her, meaning brother died. So when does the Torah say, nonetheless, you have relations? If brother died without children, and all of the other conditions that apply, then mitzvah of yibum kicks in. Ervat isha uvita lo tigale. You may not take a woman and her daughter. At bat benav at bat pita lo tikach. You may not take her son's daughter or daughter's daughter. 
legalot ervata, sharahena zimahi. That is considered zima, an abomination, because they are her flesh. You may not take a woman and her sister. Litzror. Now, litzror literally means to tie them up, meaning to tie them together, to connect them together. But that's where we get the word sarah, meaning a co-wife. Legalot ervata lehan. Here's the key word, mechayeha. And this becomes the only erva that gets canceled with the death of the principal. So if you married a woman and she dies, you may marry her sister. And there are countless examples of that, even in rabbinic history, of people who Lo'alenu became widowed, and they married their deceased wife's sister. And now we move away from consanguinity and kin to other prohibitions. The first one is a woman who is benidat tumata, a woman who is betuma because of nida, lo tikrav tomava. And you shall not give your seed to your friend's wife, uh, that would, that would make her impure. And the last piece in this, in this, in this, uh, list, which seems to be puzzling here, because it's not primarily about, um, about prohibited relations, but it's primarily about idolatry, is Don't give your seed to pass them over Molech. What's Molech? Molech is the fire god that people would offer their children by passing the children over the fire. And by that you will, def- you will uh, degrade God and defile God's name. Now, what's Molech doing here? So evidently, there's two ways to approach it. One is the word Zera. That <clears throat> we already used the word Zera in the previous Pasuk about having relations with another man's wife. So the idea is that you are also defiling your own seed by having a child that you pass over Molech. Besides the idolatrous component to it, there is also a misdirected sexuality component to it. The other piece is that at this point, the text is veering from purely sexual issues to sexual issues that have a connotation of idolatry associated with it or of pagan ways going back to Maseret Kanan. And therefore, homosexuality and bestiality will come next. But we will see them in the next and final podcast, at which point we'll talk a little bit about general approaches to understanding the issue of Arayot and, of course, the connection with the Mikdash, which emanates from the previous Prakim and continues to have an impact, as we will see uh, in this story, of the in this list of the Arayot. May the Lord have a wonderful day.